Hello and welcome to another episode of the Topical Punch podcast, the show where we pick topics out of the punch bowl and have a discussion about them, hosted by Anna, Russ and myself, Scott. Now this episode's theme is a bit different from the last ones, so in this one we go around and talk about the subreddits or threads that we've actually brought to the table. Now being Reddit, we all know that things can get a bit wild in there, and in this episode, they do. So today's intro serves as a trigger warning for those who are disturbed by any of the following themes. Drugs, kidnapping, sexual assault and abuse, incest and gore. Now we each knew exactly what we were bringing to the table, but we did not expect the conversations of follow suit. So this is a warning to anyone who is disturbed by any of those topics. Now with that friendly warning aside, please enjoy the episode, rate and review the show as usual, and follow us on all of our socials. Links are in the description. Let's dive into this crazy episode of the Topical Punch podcast. Fuck it, let's dive in. Let's go straight in now. We're going, we're doing something different this week. Now, Anyone who browses Reddit knows that it's literally the wild west of the internet. Well, the 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 what do you call it? The non-dark web. Anything goes on Reddit, it's right? It's the unfiltered social media. Yeah, it's like if you want yeah, exactly. If you want unfiltered bonkers shit, go to Reddit. Most of the memes start on Reddit too. I think so. I think that's know? where they go viral. Yeah, and then yep. they make their way over to Facebook for mums to, you know, be like, haha, this is funny. <laughs> anyway, um, so we've all compiled a list of either subreddits or Reddit posts um, or threads that we want to talk about or at the very least want each other's reactions with. I know <laughs> I can't wait for some of the reactions I'm going to get from you guys on one of the, on one of the threads. Mm-hmm. Cannot wait. All right. So with that, with my anticipation and my can't waitness, you go first. I'll go first. Okay, what family secret was finally spilled in your family? What was that? What family secret was finally spilled in your family? And that was me. And preface, that's not my story, even though it's no, no, no. Come on, link link Reddit posts Uh, you've collected. Do it on the uh, long lost cousin. No, it's not me. Uh, All right, so this one is okay. Cool. Uh, this person's grandmother, I'm going to read it in the person's name. Uh, my grandmother recently died. She was famous in our town for her amazing cooking slash catering. In particular, her turkey dinners. Notably, her gravy was absolutely amazing. So delicious. She had a heart attack several years ago. Okay, what a turn that was. (laughs) A near-death experience convinced her to share some of her secret recipes with me. Uh All except for her gravy recipe. When she died this spring, I was going through her pantry and found an entire bucket of KFC gravy mix. She was literally using KFC gravy mix as a base to make her incredible gravy. (laughs) Huge scandal. LaMeo. (laughs) Dude. Flashback to which episode did we talk about the gravy and how it's made from the bottom of the KFC pan? I didn't even realize that. Gross. That's feral. But clearly, it's enough to be make you famous. Honestly, so. dude, I thought you were going to be like... <laughs> so I went into Grandma's pantry and I found an entire pint of blood. Yeah, I thought <laughs> it was going to be like... Blood. It was going to be like animal-related. Because, <laughs> like, <laughs> um, well, I mean, good on her for... That's a long con. That's a long fucking con. How does she get it? She probably has an inside man, you know? Yeah. Slip yeah. some of the gravy. It was rust. <laughs> yeah. It was like back in the day. Listen, old lady, this shit's fucking gross. <laughs> Don't eat the gravy. No, I, bet, I bet what it was, right, is like one time she had to like, she was like rushed, right? She didn't have 100%. time. And she's just like, I don't know. She's like in the last ditch effort, go down to her local KFC. And I'm like, got some of that gravy mix. And it's just like, yeah, one time. 
but then everyone loved it. Yeah. And then 20 years later, she still has some of the cover. It was right. it was 100% one of those last minute invites to the party where it was like, hey, um, um you know, we got a um got this person's house warming coming up. You know them, they're an old friend back in the day. I was really hoping you could make that, you know, gravy dish that you make. She's like, absolutely, honey. She's got less than 24 hours to prepare. She's like, fuck it. Go down to the local Kufk, get some fucking gravy. What was she? What it doesn't explain what she was it doing doesn't. to make it. No, <laughs> KFC gravy is pretty distinguishable. Obviously, she used it as a base, but like, what was she like? Was it just like, and I'll add some rosemary, and that's now mine? Is that she is just that, claimed it? She had extra two extra non-secret herbs and spices, dude. That's, that's fucking that's brilliant. <laughs> that's so devious and so, so like disgusting. Yeah, but yeah, also, but like gravy, like the process for gravy is pretty gross. Like I don't know, I've never had, I've never made gravy. So yeah, my, that's why the. Oh, sorry, sorry. I was just gonna say, my grandma, my nan, she used to make a um, steak Diane, um, and again, same thing. The gravy, so good. It was the. You know, in a in a steak, Diane usually the gravy is like this is like a mushroom gravy, right? Mm. And it's the and it's the best. But I was always like, oh, how does that get made? And obviously, these these steaks or the meat that's being used is cooked very slowly, and then it's cranked. You know, crank it, or maybe it's the other way around. But whatever happens, the uh, the charred remains of the meat in the pan, much like the KFC story, are basically the base of the gravy. They then get mixed and then filtered and mixed and filtered until it thickens and um, what's the word when it uh, evaporates? Oh. Um, evaporates. No, thickens. there's a there's a there's a there's a word for it. And Gordon Ramsay says it all the time. Can't remember. Uh, reduces. That's the one. Reduce it anyway. Um, that's yeah. the word. Yeah. When you, that was it. <laughs> when you yeah when you heat something up to high, you reduce it to a to a thicker. Sauce and uh, yeah, it's really gross. It's really gross how gravy's made. I love that you have this connoisseur kind of knowledge that I just didn't even. Scott knows a lot of everything about <laughs> absolutely everything and it just baffles me. Thank you. Uh, but no, also used to work in a kitchen and oh, yeah. uh, that's what I mean. Yeah. You know a lot of stuff for someone like most people your age wouldn't know a lot of yeah, that see, stuff. Yeah, see, now if I was a D&D character, um, <laughs> it would be. Uh, strength, 12. Dex, 16. Moderate. Constitution, 8. Uh, what else is there? Wisdom. Wisdom would be like a strong 16. Intelligence, 4. <laughs> Charisma, <laughs> probably 14. All right, next question. Dude, don't derail <laughs> my nerd shit. <laughs> Fucking hell. Next one is, I think, okay. Horror dating story. No, story. Sorry. Can you read? <laughs> can you write O's? Like, <laughs> oh, I can. Dude, I just broke my water bottle. <laughs> Probably overtasted. Yeah, man. Uh, yeah. This this episode's a disaster, <laughs> and we're two minutes in. Um. Okay. So horror dates. Oh, it's oh mine. Jesus. Yeah, uh oh. Yeah. All right. Uh oh. So this is a ready. sub. So it's subreddit when it's like the Reddit post is the like main point, and then subreddit is the person who's posted because I get them confused. Okay. So it's just it's just a thread okay. essentially. Yeah. All right, this is one. So <laughs> this is in the Reddit um, Japan Life. Oh, okay. Right? Okay. Does anyone have a, any horror dating stories? This one's got a bunch of awards as well. Gather around, kids, and I will regale you with my tale of Juice Man. 
This date happened when I came to Japan for the first time in 2014 as a study as a study abroad student. I met this guy on a dating app and we talked for about three weeks before meeting. His profile said he was about 24 or 25 and I was 23 at the time. At that point, I'd only had three years of undergrad Japanese study, so I basically sucked at it. I could hardly speak anything. He also couldn't speak any English, so it was a real wonder why I ever agreed to go on the date with him in the first place. So the day comes and he says he'll pick me up in his car. I get dressed up, I leave my dorm and I meet him at his car. I immediately notice two things. One, he's at least 10 to 15 years older than his profile said. <laughs> like this guy could have been the father of the guy in the pics. And two, when he opened his mouth, he had the most rancid, putrid breath I'd ever smelt oh. in my life. <laughs> Every crack of his mouth sent chills down my spine with how absolutely terrible his breath smelled. He obviously was an avid smoker and his teeth were very, very brown. Oh. Like somewhere between raw sienna and sepia on a Crayola crayon Dude, spectrum. is this Juice Man? This is Juice Man. Juice Man fucking sucks, man. <laughs> I hate this guy. At this point, I'm thankful that he can speak English. Oh, no. Sorry. Let me start again. <laughs> At this point, I'm thankful he can't speak English and almost insist that he uses the translating app to speak for him just so he would stop opening his mouth. <laughs> oh, my God. Through the app, he admits... <laughs> That he's fucking gross. <laughs> <laughs> Through the app, he admits right away that he's embarrassed for lying about his age and how he looked. I, trying to be nice and realizing that I was at his mercy in his car, assured him that everything is just fine. In brackets, she, she writes, narrator, it wasn't fine. <laughs> <laughs> the plan for the date was to go to a nearby mall and do a little shopping and then have lunch. So we are heading over and I'm taking very measured breaths all the way there. Along the way, he realizes that he forgot his wallet, but says he's not far from his house. So he drops me off at the nearby sporting goods store to wait for him while he drives back to his house to get his wallet. I'm just going to pause because what? at this stage, once he dropped me off, I would have made a run you for go. it. You just go. But yeah. not even run. You just like. Go on about the rest of your day. You go, well, that was weird. And I'm going to go walk home now. Or do literally. Literally anything else. <laughs> anyway, around 10 minutes later, he texts me that he's outside and I come out. He has retrieved his wallet and along with it, this gigantic half-drunken jug of fruit juice. He hops out of his car with this big-ass jug of juice and is just taking huge swings out of it like he's a swarmy pirate. <laughs> Backwash and everything. I am just in awe of how obscenely large this jug is and also how he was able to, to single-handedly turn regular fruit juice into brown viscous liquid. Ever the gentleman, he gestures the jugs towards me and offers me some. I politely decline. <laughs> Could you imagine sharing a drink with someone with teeth that are apparently so brown? Fuck no. <laughs> so now we are on the way to the mall. Him gulping down his juice and me taking tiny gulps of air like fish trying to hold it together. <laughs> we get there and I've decided to head I've I've decided in my head to hurry up and eat lunch and make up some excuse to end the date as soon as possible. So we look we look around the mall and for a bit 
I'm making sure to keep a healthy distance from him because his breath has amazing reach, y'all. <laughs> we quickly have lunch and I managed to get him to the end of the date and to, for him to bring me back to my dorm. He must have sensed that I was not into him at all and this date was not going well because he starts rambling. Once he, once we hop back into the car, he uses the only English he knows to try and salvage this date. His idea is to start listing every single black celebrity that he can think of to compliment me. In brackets, I'm a black female. Oh. He starts off with, you look like Whitney Houston. I most certainly do not look like Whitney Houston. When that didn't work, he starts naming them one by one. By one. Janet Jackson, Beyonce. I'm thinking, how the hell can I look like all these women at the same time? He's but racist. <laughs> probably, He's yeah. He's racist. 100%. <laughs> Don't forget, she's also it's in Japan. Japan. Yeah. True, so. true, true. true. <laughs> the, last, the last name really threw me for a loop. Jessica Alba. She's oh. not even black. Uh-oh. I'm awkwardly laughing him off and breathing through the tiny crack in my window, just praying for him to reach my dorm already. We finally get there and I get out and dash over to my dorm in a roundabout way so that he didn't know where exactly I stayed. <laughs> and breathe in deeply for the first time in two hours. So his breath managed to stink up an entire car to the point where… She, oh, God. Yeah, like, can you think about like the worst breath you've ever Got smelt it. in your yeah, life? Locked it in. Yeah, I mean like… Worked with it for too long. You know? <sighs> Kiss that. Thank Breath. fuck for masks. Yeah. To conclude, he later sent me a barrage of messages and I didn't read them, just deleted and blocked him. Worst date ever. Epilogue. For at least two years after that date, I would occasionally, for no reason at all, smell a waft of his breath. Still not keen on dark dark fruit juice either. Jeez, that, that story really kept on going, You huh? do like, remember the, uh, someone's bad breath. Like, I, like as soon as you mentioned like that, that was the whole crux of the story, yeah. Yeah, I went to a very familiar story. I'm just like, yeah. yep, even to this day, I can like sense it tingling yeah. my nose. Oh, that oh smell, dude. Like, but like, <laughs> I... I I swear you recoil differently as well to some people's breath. This one, I like it was visible. I couldn't hide it. Colleague at work, won't say which workplace. Um, but there was a there was a point where it was like it it got to a point where I had to actually recoil, like actually be like, okay, oh. you're talking to me now and I'll just go this way or turn my head away or put my mask up. Please do the same. That kind of dates it actually. I worked across <laughs> two places during the pandemic, so guess. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I remember having to constantly be like, oh, God. Okay, you're talking. <laughs> that means mask up, please. It's so oh. embarrassing for like, the, like how do you… I, I know I get bad coffee breath, you know, but I try my best to kind of at least speak off access if I don't have access to Chewy or something to wash it down or my mask. So try to respect other people. But like I know, again, everyone gets BO in the summer, you know what I mean? Especially if you're in a hot building like I currently am. So it's like you kind of take it as it comes. You're like, all right, we're all dudes, you know. Mm. But like if you can help. If you can help do it, do something about it. Do something about mm. it, you know? It's like um, surely like now when we're wearing masks, surely you can smell your own breath. Surely oh, you hell. know yeah. when your breath smells. It's intolerable sometimes. Man. Even I, like my breath doesn't smell bad, but I still need to have that minty scent because I don't like smelling anything otherwise, you know? Yeah. yeah. 
Ugh, Worst yeah. is sushi. Oof. Anyway. Oh, God. After four rolls of fish sushi. Oh, so the pleasant thing, like, it's like a blessing and a curse. Like, for people that don't know, I struggle to, like, breathe properly. But the thing is that, like, I can still breathe through my nose, but it's just the way it's structured. It just doesn't inhale properly. So the blessing is that, therefore, certain smells, or most smells, fly past me. I'm just like, yeah. Oh, yeah. You, here, here. Want to smell this candle? What candle? I can't <laughs> smell shit. But in saying that, the curse part of it is then the really specific pungent smell I'll remember for the rest of my fucking life because but, my nose isn't used to smelling. But also, you won't get the initial warning of like, "Ooh, that's that doesn't smell good." Exactly. So yep. then you'll go, "Huh? What the?" Because <laughs> 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 you're coughing just like the maximum amount possible. It's so funny because actually talking about smell, there was another post that I read through earlier today where a guy was born with no sense of smell. And he went on a date and the girl got in his car. And as he was going towards his side of the car, she runs out and goes into a house and locks the door. And he's like, what the hell? I don't understand. Didn't speak to this girl. Like she just goes in completely. Then got a female friend to come into the car to check what's going on. He had had like six month old milk carton in the back of his car. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I do. <laughs> But like, could you imagine in a hot car that smell of off milk? The poor guy as well. Yeah, like, he man. just didn't know. Yeah, Dude, you sorry, just clean your car regardless. <laughs> yeah, that's surely it. you tuck the car in that. somewhere in between a seat. Just forgot about it. But like, surely you hear stories of like milk going off, you know, and 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 you just you just know that it smells bad. But even looking at it, like when milk coagulates and gets chunky, yeah. like you go, that looks unpleasant. Yeah. And I bet it tastes unpleasant. But I'm not going to taste it, right? <laughs> no. <laughs> Why would you do that? <laughs> Ever. <laughs> Sorry. All right. Next one is yep. Scott. Ask Reddit. Scariest 100% true story. Ooh, okay. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, 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 man. So these stories, I will I will prepare you, aren't like horror. They're like actually like… Frightening. They're pretty fucked up. Oh. You know, it's kind of it's like the stuff you'd expect like… Um, true stories to be written about. You know what I mean? Um, This one's pretty… The one that I did save um, was pretty… was pretty horrifying. So, um, so a couple of these are like, you know, you can tell they're fake. You tell it's… You can tell it's someone exercising their creative writing. Um, But this one in particular was about a freshman girl. So, 18 years old, Mm -hmm. right? So… A female, sorry, a female, we're off to a great start. A female <laughs> friend in college disappeared from a party at another university in the city uh, 25-ish miles north of our school. She had arrived with another friend who I believe had driven. Uh, at some point, she split off to play cornhole or something and was later inexplicably gone. Phone calls went to voicemail. Police were called, but she was simply missing. Ten days later, she was found by a homeless man who witnessed her crawling up to a bus stop in the city begging for help. She had a broken leg and a broken arm and was in very bad shape. At the quite large party, she had her drink secretly drugged and was then led off by a group of men into their vehicle. She was taken to an apartment where she was drugged, repeatedly raped, and locked in a small room in between with a bucket to use as a bathroom. At one point after being injected with heroin and raped, she somehow managed to convince one of her captors to allow her to use the actual bathroom to clean up. 
This particular bathroom had a small window to the outside and with the shower running, she managed to squeeze out and fell from the third story into a large hedge. From there, she crawled from the apartment complex to the road and bus stop where a homeless man saw her and called the police. Many cars stopped upon seeing her, making her captives unable to recapture her. Three men were later arrested for the crime after surveillance cameras allowed police to locate the apartment which she jumped from. She returned to a university two years later, graduated, and became a nurse. She was obviously traumatized and never partied again, carried a gun everywhere she could, and somehow moved on with life. It was a terrifying tale none of us ever forgot. She was an 18-year-old freshman when the incident happened. Wow. Also, trigger warning. I will probably put a little trigger warning um, before this, a little superimposed one, um, just because, yeah. It's really fucked That's up. That's heavy. That, yeah. that like you hear about it, you go, oh, yeah, damn, that would suck. But like actually fucked up. Three-story building she fell out Three-story building. She climbed wow. out. Like it is – that's a story that you expect to – like like you you watch a film about or a documentary yeah, exactly. about, you know. Like that's that's something that is like raise awareness for young women in these situations, you know keep an eye out or, or or look after your friends at parties and stuff like that, you know? Like that's, you know, it's it's so messed up. It's why it's why girls have to have, you know, backup calls when they go on dates. It's why they have to send addresses or drop pins or have their location constantly on, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's, you know, for a guy, it's crazy how we can just go on a date mm. and just simply think that's all it is. We're just going on a date. Girls have to have outs backup plans, mm. securities, se- se- security and location, you know, measurements in place in order to be located, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, Which is like, that's a very good point because that reminds me. Again, see, it's the same thing. Like, it, like instantly in your head, it's like you don't see it as anything. You're, you're just a date, right? Yeah. This particular circumstance, it was the night I had met my girlfriend and mm. she had lived at, at the time near my uni, which is where the, the party was located. And... I wasn't drunk. I wasn't drinking at all because I was driving. I was driving my own car. I was just like, well, if you live at X like here, I could just drop you off at, I don't know whether it was at a station or at a house. In my head, I just don't think of anything yeah. other than the fact 100%. that like, I just, I like you, but I just want to make sure you get home safe. Like nothing else. Yeah. The point where like, after I dropped her off at where I did, ended up dropping her off at uni, I like pivot five minutes off the road and text her like a giddy motherfucker. Like, yeah. but I never thought to think of in course that not. sense. Because yeah. so, yeah. like in a decent and, you know, unfortunately, we're not all like that. But in a decent male's head, it doesn't even cross your mind, you know. Mm-hmm. And guys like us think it's just a date. It's just a simple gesture of, of good faith. And, you know, you honestly think that like, oh, I'll make life easier for her and I will make sure she's safe. Mm-hmm. You know, there's nothing safer than making sure you're at the front door of a place. But... That's huge red flags. That's, you know, that's that's obviously you then know where that person lives. And it doesn't even exactly. it doesn't even trigger in your mind until you realize stuff like this happens. And yeah. and and you know, it's you can't you can't expect you can't ever expect men, you know, to 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 follow suit and just be decent because it's unfortunately it's not innate. Yeah. And it should be. Yeah. Actually, no, fuck that. It is innate. I think kindness and a good heart is innate. You're born with it. How you're raised from then on and the influences that you have moving forward 
that's what decides whether or not. Yeah. It's always the, the the few bad eggs spoil the bunch. That's it. With any, with people in general. That's yeah. the thing. So like just speaking from a female's perspective, I've been on a few dates where I stupidly didn't tell anyone where I was going and I'd lied to my mum and said I was going to stay at a friend's place instead of going out on a date with people. Boys, not people. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, yeah. keyword boys, not men, because a lot of them could have gone a wrong way like there was an instance where I was driven to a digi part of Melbourne and was expected to give sexual favors for taking this guy out on a date and I said can you please drop me off at the nearest station if wow if it could have been anyone else luckily for me it could have been anyone else I could have been murdered I could have been raped I could have been you know assaulted in many ways but this guy obviously had a brain and was like, yeah, okay, and dropped me off at the station and I never saw him again. Yeah. What's his fucking name? <laughs> but that being said as well, like I think in for me personally, I can't speak for all women, but I have this sense of like this little person in my gut who kind of says, oh, like that didn't seem right. Get your phone out, take a photo. Like for instance, the other week, this literally was the other week, I took my mum to the her doctor in like pretty far away from where we lived and I while I dropped her off I went to a local cafe and parked in like a side car park that's like in a side street and it's a car park very hidden and when I got out of my car I noticed a guy in a blue car parked a few spaces down and he was on the phone with it on loudspeaker and his windows were down and as I got out I heard him say oh shush 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 like on the phone to the person and I was like that's weird whatever get out oh Go to the cafe, get my coffee, and then I come back to the car and he's still sitting there, but he's not on the phone. He's just looking at my car. And I was like, whatever, didn't think anything of it. Then I drive, um, because I happen to be working from home. So I had my laptop with me. So I drove through all these back streets to park like a couple streets, a couple of streets, like one to two streets behind where my mum's doctor's office was in a residential area. Side street, like not close to the main road or anything like that. And suddenly, like not even five minutes later, a car pulls up, a blue car pulls up in front of me and parks exactly in front of me with the engine still on. And I see the mirror on the side get adjusted and the rear view mirror get adjusted to look at me. Also, this guy had a very distinct bumper sticker as well. Um, and Anna then texts me the, you know, all the details, his photo, where she is. Like, well, first of all, I was sitting there for a while on my laptop thinking nothing of it, but because his engine was there and he was sitting there for so long, I like locked my door, wound my windows up that little bit more, and I took a photo of his car. As soon as I took the photo, he drove off. Now, like, I need to, like, this isn't just like a, a populated area where you then, you know, you drive this way in order to get out of the restaurant and go to the hospital. Like this is like a specific part of where Anna was and then a weird trek to find a park up a residential street that is off the beaten track and off any highways and off any main roads. And this dude just happened to be right there and parking in front of Anna after all these weird little instances and these little events. Then you drive away from the hospital yeah. with your mum. So I then go pick up my mum and so this is after I got off the phone with Scott 
And because I've seen on TikTok, girls have come home from parties and they find those air tags in their oh, bags yeah. or <clears throat> they're driving away from somewhere and all of a sudden they get an alert on their phone saying an air tag is driving or is traveling with you. So in my mind, when I told Scott, I'm like, I wonder if he's bugged my car. So I, he basically, he was like, as soon as you can come to my work, we'll check out your car. But as I'm driving away with mum, I'm driving one way and there's like these random set of lights with a speed camera in the middle of this road and we're stopped at it and the traffic against us is driving as usual. And I see him. I saw him and then like the face I remember and then when his car was behind me and I could see him in the rearview mirror, I saw the bumper sticker that he had. So I'd seen him on three different occasions in three different locations within like I think five Ks, five kilometer radius could be a coincidence, but the 15 minutes standing and well, sitting in front of me with the engine on made me think otherwise. And not getting out of the car to do anything, not no, picking but anyone he up. Adjusted his mirrors. He's also parked illegally where I was parked. So I parked, it was like this. So it was a side street and it was in between two side streets. So it was like a, if you could picture a H, like yeah. I was in the mid, in the middle lane or little middle line. Um, so I'd parked fine. But he had parked on a solid line, like adjacent to a solid line at a stop sign. So he wasn't going anywhere. He was just sitting there. So he'd parked illegally. Mm. Very fucked up. Yeah. Can I tell another very quick one in this same Ask Reddit post? Sure. Very quickly. So this one is actually one of those stories that could have ended really bad, but has a very nice twist to the end. So. Before my dad died, he once told me from, sorry, he once told me a story from when he was in Vietnam in the 1960s. He told me about a mission where he and one other American were with five CIDG strikers, South Vietnamese villagers turned fighters, uh, were tasked to emplace seismic ground sensors along a trail network deep in the jungle. He said there were about two days into the mission when he and two of the strikers split off from the main group to go watch a nearby trail intersection. He said the jungle was pretty quiet that day and just the sounds of birds and bugs and the occasional monkey. He said they had been watching the trail intersection for about three or four hours and were deciding on whether to move further down or to turn back and link up with the rest of the guys. Before leaving the cover of the brush, my dad said he checked the trail ahead and sorry, he checked the trail ahead of them one last time and prepared his men to move. Here's where the story gets interesting. Uh, and he told this part with absolute dead seriousness. He said just as he started to step out onto the trail, he sees a light-skinned black Union cavalry soldier, a.k.a. the enemy, in full battle gear laying alongside the trail just shy of the intersection. My dad said the Union soldier had two pistols, a Spencer rifle, and a curved club at his hip. As my dad was trying to process what he was seeing, the soldier looked directly at him and smiled. The soldier slowly placed a finger up to his lips as if to tell him to be silent and then motioned my dad back off the trail. My dad said he signaled for his men to remain hidden and recalled that as he slipped back into the jungle on one side of the trail, the Union soldier did the exact same on his side, being completely out of sight. Less than 10 seconds later, the lead element of a group of NVA North Vietnamese army soldiers walked right through the trail intersection 30 feet away. My dad estimated the group was comprised of 70 to 80 soldiers equipped with automatic rifles, light machine guns, and RPGs, rocket propelled grenades. He has no doubt this entire team would have wiped out on the, so his entire team would be wiped out on the spot 
He said as soon as the enemy soldiers had passed, he and his team beat feet out of there as fast as possible uh, and rejoined with the rest of the patrol. He reported the enemy soldiers his team had encountered but decided not to say anything about the soldier that he had seen. My dad kept his secret for many years, only telling me just before he passed away. Uh, and earlier, only telling his grandmother on her deathbed in the 1970s. He said when he told his grandmother, she smiled and without opening her eyes, told him, you saw old Red Tom. Red Tom was my great, great grandfather. Half He was half black, half Creek Freeman, who was a scout for the Union Army during the Civil War and later served with the U.S. Cavalry in the American West. Aye. He was known for carrying two pistols, a Spencer rifle, and a war club. Wow. Incredible, huh? That's so good. That's like the, the ghost story angel. thing. Yeah, uh, man. Yeah, that's I a love that angel. stuff. Like, dude. Yeah. Incredible. Wow. Um, yeah. I thought that that's story was insane. really cool. Like, <laughs> I couldn't tell the first story without telling that one because it's such a happy, yeah, of course. happy ending, I guess. Uh, it's Do me, isn't it? It's mm-hmm. okay. Man, we're really going. Yeah. Fuck you in particular. Sorry, not sorry. Phoenipis? Uh, I don't even know what that, what that is. It's a Greek name. So I don't know how to pronounce it, but sorry, not sorry. Phoenipis? Uh, Phoenipis, okay. Yeah. The first marathon uh, runner. So. Oh, oh, no. Uh, I feel, I, I don't know. I didn't probably realize how common or not common this is. So hold on. I'm well, I've never that. heard of Mr... <laughs> Bobby should have learned how to pronounce it before <laughs> writing it down. Is 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 his name what a pedestrian is then named after? Is that no? Well, let's let's see what the let's story is. It's not it's not even out. a story. It's just literally a meme. So it's just yeah. Oh, sorry, not boy. sorry. Uh, I'm not gonna pronounce the name again. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, the history of marathons. <clears throat> it's kind of whack. A guy in ancient Greece died after running 26 miles, and what do we do to honor him? We run 26 miles and not die. People decided to just flex on him for the rest of eternity. If anyone pulls something like that on me, it's instant hands. <laughs> Dude, oh my god. What that, a joke. And the thing is, is that we don't even name the thing after him. We just no, call we it don't. a marathon and we go run, what is it, 26.2 miles and then have fun. I did did double check and read like just to make sure. It's it's mostly true, but pretty much it was around the time when they had to fend off the Persians. Right. So there was a group of uh, the most nimble soldiers. Like, they dropped all their armor and, well, literally did a marathon to get to, can't remember what the city is, but it was apparently literally like minutes before the Persian army had arrived. And luckily, I think, I think it was Athens, um, prepared the troops just in time. And then the Persians turned away because they didn't have the element of surprise or something like that. Jeez. So what a good on this guy. Hero. Like, yeah. So what, he ran all that way, went, they're coming, and then died? I think, I, I can't remember what I, I read, but I think he, uh, it's like a short-lived kind of myth because I think he died shortly after. Right. I don't think he died from the marathon, <laughs> but history has kind of very nichely just made that Gosh. the story. So That poor dude. <laughs> it's funnier that way. Oh, it's, it's hila- <laughs> like It's hilariously bittersweet because it's like you saved a city but for what <laughs> <laughs> oh poor guy oh, what a way to be remembered it's me um i keep whenever i read it out i'm just like was yeah. that my turn <laughs> uh okay when were you uh-oh when were you the dating horror story oh anna's at the ready look at her 
She's like one of these shy away from There's Bingham. a few. So that um that story I just talked about, the bad breath. God that, damn. Or the juice s- man. smell of Mr. the milk. Juice man. Yeah. The smell of oh. the milk. The that's man. that's one of the guys. But <laughs> there's a few really cringe ones in this one. So I'll read like maybe two. Um <laughs> I went to a house party on New Year's with a cute girl I'd met up right after the ball dropped. We started making out pretty hard. After Hell about yeah. 15 minutes, I started feeling fairly sour, so we decided to head back to her place. Turns out I had come back, I had come down with the flu. Full-blown stomach flu, which ended up intensifying by the heavy drinking from earlier in the festivities. I had to try to convince this girl that I didn't know what this was or that it wasn't from the booze and that something bad or was happening to me i was so sick the next day i couldn't leave her place as venturing further than 20 feet from the toilet was not going to happen (laughs) my fever was so high i was hallucinating and i got lost on my way to the toilet in a straight hallway and then proceeded to faint in her arms this is a girl you just met she spiked him with Ipecac or something Wait. like that. <laughs> <laughs> I fainted in her arms. When she found me confused and staring at a wall, I shit and puked in her house <laughs> for a full 24 hours before I could muster up the energy and the courage to take a 15-minute voyage home to my sanctuary of safety and acceptance. Oh, and she lived at her mother's house. Oh. So that's the story of how I first met my mother-in-law. Oh, <laughs> she's a very understanding woman. Dude, that's, <laughs> well done. That's you gotta you gotta be a charismatic motherfucker to pull that off and make that woman your wife. You're gonna have to after that. Dude, you'd <laughs> have to be an understand. This girl must have been like, yeah, I think he likes me. Yeah. Or he shit all over my bathroom. I think that's a good sign. Or she would have been like, I took care of you at your lowest <laughs> tower. You better marry me. <laughs> it's like literally like a week later, he's like, redo? Uh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Can we please do that again? If you can't handle me when I'm hallucinating and shitting all over your bathroom, then you don't deserve me at my best. <laughs> oh, oh, buddy. That's, oh, that's such a good ending, That's though. so sweet. Well, yeah. that. that is very that's sweet. So sweet. Yeah. Um, Anna, I think you're up unless there's another one. Uh, I'm just like scrolling through. A lot of them are just like massive replies to that main one. That one's probably the best one. That that takes the cake. Um, God. Yeah. If that was any other, like if that was any other woman, you know, <laughs> that's an instant like, I don't care. You're hallucinating. Go have fun in the world. <laughs> <laughs> Call an ambulance because your problem now. <laughs> oh, no, man. I'll choose the next one. That's Beautiful. Fine. But to be honest, she probably should have. Like, that sounded serious, like, yeah, for a dude. day. Like, <laughs> yeah. Uh. And, like, also, Happy New Year, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> what a way to start your year. <laughs> Fucking hell. Dude. Yeah. Your wife, hell yeah. Take that. Like, <laughs> Actually, yeah, that's true. One that's of the true. top comments underneath it was, this is the real how I met your mother. <laughs> yeah, man. Absolutely. <laughs> um, next one is, fuck you, Jeremy the snail. <laughs> Okay. Oh, God, I, <laughs> I love really these like ones. These, these fuck you in particular but ones. But they're, they're really nice and short, so that's why I love them so much. Um, I think this is one of the first ones. It is. Okay, cool. So, fuck you, Jeremy. In 2017, scientists began a global search to find a mate for Jeremy, a rare left-coiled snail. Since his shell 
coiled in the opposite direction, most of his organs, unlike other snails, couldn't align with others. Two contenders were found, but they made it with each other instead of Jeremy. (laughs) Oh, Oh, funny. Oh, Jeremy. So, okay. First of all, very interesting Mm. fact. Had no idea that majority, 99.999% of snails were coiling to the right. Interesting. You learn something new every day. You really do. You also learn that Jeremy didn't. (laughs) You also learn that Jeremy's a fucking beta. (laughs) Oh, my God. That was my... Uh, Incel snail. You you never think. (laughs) Oh, my God. Uh, You never think it's more than humans. Oh, my gosh. All right. Well, uh, I really enjoyed that. That's a good laugh. (laughs) Oh, yes. Yes, my fuck. I was really hoping we'd do this within the hour. Reddit r slash 5050. I fucking love 5050. Are you guys ready for this? Now, this is really good because obviously if there was a visual portion to this, we'd get banned. <laughs> so <laughs> the confused. premise… Good. So oh, the premise, done a 50-50. Nah. Okay, cool. The premise of Reddit 50-50. Now, I first saw this on SourceFed back in the day, back when Philip DeFranco had that channel with the, his, his hosts. Um, now it is, as it suggests, a 50-50 chance of seeing something either very wholesome, safe for work, or seeing something very, really fucked up, oh, is this, not safe for is work. This the, um... Now it either takes you to an additional link where you then see the picture or as it is on my screen, it's blurred and you can kind of see. So the first one says <laughs> a beautiful picture of a space nebula or a surgeon operating on a man's penis where the foreskin got torn. <laughs> now, the blurred picture, you can't tell if it's either. Now, this is Reddit 50-50. So you take a stab at whether it's going to be something wholesome or fucked up. I want it to be the fucked up one. Naturally, you do, right? <laughs> Naturally, you fucking don't. <laughs> usually, usually you're like, yeah, fuck it, gimme, gimme. And then you see it and you go, hmm. <gasps> What? Yeah. A delicious slice of homemade cheesecake dessert. Or? Or a radial sore accident. It's the cheesecake, I reckon. I don't know. There's a little bit of red in there. Let's do the space one. So 50-50, space nebula or torn foreskin. Here we go. I knew it. Thank God. (laughs) Now, it is a very nice It's beautiful. It is. It's, It's good stuff. Okay. All right. We'll have to save that for the... Video. What? Oh, yes, true, true, true. Okay. Some of these will be safe. Some of these, yeah. <laughs> Other ones, no, no, no. Okay, so delicious uh, homemade cheesecake or radial sore accident. Oh, my God. Oh. Oh, my God. Oh, I thought it was bad as I thought it was going to be. Yeah, man. I mean, it's still pretty bad. Like I've seen that in real life. That's not growing back. I've seen Oh, obviously, he's cut his <laughs> Thanks, the top Scott, part of that. his thumb off. <laughs> I mean, like, usually no, a fingernail that- will grow back. That won't. <laughs> I've seen, I, when I did um, work experience in a hospital at 16, I was in the emergency department. We had a butcher come in who'd done the exact oh same no. thing on ah, a on a fucking thing, and they oh. made me they made me put the um, saline on his finger as imagine, they were like st- suturing him up. Imagine you've just fucking cut your finger off. You've had, you had you've had a real bad day. Then you go to the hospital, and you see next to the fucking nurse. A sixteen-year-old student, <laughs> and then the nurse goes. High schooler. Now, now Anna, 
are you ready to help this patient who's just cut his finger off? Do you then just top yourself and you go, well, <laughs> fuck it. This 16-year-old, my, my finger is in the hands of this 16-year-old girl and it's definitely gone. <laughs> <laughs> what are you here for work experience? Fantastic. I'm out. Uh, okay. Do one more. A delicious chocolate milkshake or decanting scum off the top of an aeration basin. Okay. I'm going to keep scum? hoping for milkshake. Oh, okay. It looks like... Oh, oh, it's a video. It's a milkshake. It looks like a milkshake. Okay, very boring. Oh, my God. I had to stare at it for a second. I was like, is that milkshake? Or is that what a brain looks like when it's like... What? <laughs> okay, that one's that one's sound, so not very good for a podcast because they can't hear it. Um, okay, here we go. Here we go. Oh, okay. A freshly jet-washed path or a decapitated oh pigeon head. <laughs> Oh, buddy. I said, oh. <laughs> it's so cute. It's so cute when it's sleeping. It's, uh, okay. Right. Last one. Last one. <laughs> last one because they're really gross. What the? A microscopic- I do not want that one. <laughs> no, I, would, I do yeah, not yeah, want yeah, that. Yeah, a microscopic image of a phone charger or a woman's prolapsed anus. <laughs> okay, oh, good. Oh, thank God. It's Good. just the no, charger. Oh, thank God. I hate seeing microscopic cords. <laughs> <laughs> Last one. Oh, my God. Oh, oh, my God. God. You just went straight into it. You didn't even say. <laughs> oh, my God. A World War II oh. veteran celebrating his 96th birthday or a gangrene infected foot. I'll let you guys guess which one it was. <laughs> Sorry, apparently. <laughs> Honestly, such a happy birthday for that guy. All right, Russell. Is Russell, you're up. Oh, yeah. Holy fuck, I've got PTSD now. Good lord, yeah, sorry. Ah, <laughs> uh, this is the one. Okay, so. Had incest with my sister in my teens. I'm getting married next month and I haven't told the bride. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So let's, oh, sorry. Okay. let's read the story. Lannister. <laughs> Fucking hell. Oh, gosh. All right, that's okay. So basically, this was asked in a uh, r slash advice. Okay. Okay. So... Uh, he's feeling super guilty and ashamed about it, asking what uh, should he do. Uh, the title says it all. I started with an incestuous relationship with my sister when I was 14. Uh, she was 13. We were from a very oh, broken home. Jesus. And I suppose this is how we coped. It wasn't a, wasn't a one-time thing either. The relationship lasted a few years until I was 16. One of us is probably infertile because I'm surprised she didn't get pregnant. I'm going to come. <laughs> So I'm coming day and night. <laughs> so he didn't have to include that last bit. Yeah, I man. mean, I mean, I, I think she's she's probably he's stressing the danger of it because he knows now as a fully but grown adult that was not also the extent of it too. <laughs> yeah. Oh Jesus. Uh, eventually, eventually though, we sort of sort of just stopped. We met other people and ended up finding someone who I want to be uh, be with with the rest of my life. <laughs> we met other people at our family <laughs> reunion. <laughs> <laughs> I I never told her um, the person that um, um, this guy has found. I never told her about uh, me and my sister for obvious reasons. But now I'm feeling super guilty about not telling her. She trusts me with her life. And tells me everything. And I have this huge thing weighing me down. I was also her first time. And I lied to her saying it was also mine. Because yeah. I've never officially dated anyone before her. I'm terrified if I tell her. She'll be disgusted and leave me. But yeah. if I say nothing. 100%. I feel yeah. like I might go crazy. What should I do? Because that's your sister-in-law. That's 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 the that's well, the, that's the woman. No, yeah. okay, but like, nothing, that's what I mean. Like, there's that's, nothing worse than being acquainted with someone who has had sex with your partner, let alone that person be 
his sister. And like you have no choice but to, you have to look both people in the eyes. That's your child's auntie and your child's father that you have to look at. Him lying about his first time was also really wrong. Like that's dog of him full stop. Like to say, oh, you're my first when, you know. But like if, if it's your first in adulthood as well, or like early adulthood, that's like, you know, sex is sex for most people, but for some it's special. You mm. know what I mean? For some it's like, no, like you're you're my first. And you know, if you're if you're of Christian faith and all that, that's a really special bond to have. Mm. You know, it's not something to be taken lightly. Um, I think that like the most fucked up part is the fact that he didn't tell her sooner. Because at this absolutely. point, absolutely. No, no, no. The most fucked up part oh, of it is yeah. him fucking his sister yeah, in the first place. I, I, that's very interesting. I, I, I could find them. I have it saved. Where somewhere, are the parents? But, well, they just they he came did from say a broken home, probably broken for whatever home. reasons. There's yeah, nothing, so it's like one parent would be there at least, right? Maybe uh, you don't know. And there's more in the comments. I think he goes and explains a little bit because like, I can find it up. But I think I saw a um, one of the more highlighted comments. It was very kind of. I would think it's a, a lot of people read it more wiser than they give themselves credit for. But I think the comment was more about this is something more to do with, well, yes, tell your partner. But I think he just meant for clearly this is going to be a weight in your shoulder for the rest of your life, regardless of whether it's doing anything with your wedding. Yeah. You need to go see a therapist. That It's more the fact that you haven't unburdened yourself of what happened when you were oh, a yeah, kid. Oh, yeah, definitely therapy. Rather than, and I, I guess, I guess the, what the point of that comment was taking away, because all of us are obviously reacting to this because it's incest, but clearly it means that something more traumatic has happened in his life and these kids had to deal with this in a certain, what, regardless of wrong or right, I think the point is, then that's what the comment is, is just like clearly he has a lot of things he needs to unburden himself, but if he can't tell his bloody soon-to-be wife, who can he tell? A therapist. Yeah, someone no, who's qualified exactly. to keep that secret and is but, getting paid for it. Yeah, also, yeah, someone third party, not 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 related, not, oh my God, man. That's a really tricky position to be in. Like, obviously, you're 13, 14, you can say, oh, they're just kids, they don't know better. I feel like there's, again, to use the word innate, there's an innate sense of wrongdoing in that, you know? Like, you can't... You, Oh, man, I, I don't know. Maybe it's just it's just hard to put yourself in the mindset because again, I haven't read it out the, his story, but like, I, I think I leaving it enough as broken home. Like it's 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 very uh, what's the word vague enough yeah. to be like it could be end of the day I couldn't understand. There could be yeah. multiple forms but of abuse like, in that as well. Using like having sex with a sibling to cope, like <laughs> hate to put it to comparison, but like most people turn to drugs. Yeah, I was gonna say do heroin. You know, most people rebel. <laughs> most people drop out of school. Join a gang. Like, where was the education? This is where the education system fails us, okay? Where were the teachers in sex ed and or if their school didn't provide, surely girls learned about, you know, their periods and stuff everywhere. But oh, that education system, like, surely they would have said, like, it's okay to have sex with a partner, but you can't have sex, like, with someone outside of your family, but you can't have sex with someone inside your family. Like, surely there's some, not not to that, you Stance. know, but, like, to an extent there is a description or a conversation had saying, like, you know, you shouldn't be kissing your brother, you shouldn't be, you know, you shouldn't go beyond a hug. Your face tells me like, oh, because no, it I don't be think, okay. Like, I, I don't think I it's the education system's fault. It's the fact that you can't teach what's supposed to be taught by your family. That's it. But and that, how how are you supposed to get taught these things when you don't have a family? But then again, there are also true. families who are not educated to teach their ch- children the lessons that I need to know. Like, yeah. schools should be the place where kids get the most exposure to 
what structures them into adulthood. Especially since they're there fucking six hours a day. Yeah, Yeah. I think it goes both ways. Like parents and educational system failed them at this point. But also like obviously Mm. they knew it was wrong. At at some point they would have been like, this is probably wrong. Mm. It's, It's not so much the parents. I don't think it's so much the... Uh, the lack of knowledge. Um, it's. I think it's honestly just down to the individual. Unfortunately, you are. You're not a kid, and you don't know better at age thirteen or fourteen. You do know of things. You are aware of things, regardless of the time and all the rest of it. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, it's 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 a tough situation to be in because if you don't know anyone else and you don't know any better and no one's told you otherwise, it makes it very difficult to see sense, you know, to see the other perspective. Um, but yeah, yeah, to Anna's point, like with my looks, it's more because I have empathy for people. Like, because again, I haven't written out anything to do with their story. Yeah. And like, I understand on a first surface, not surface, but like on a basis, of course, yeah, obviously it's wrong. But the point is, you can't, I have my default is empathy. So I'm not going to straight away just skim the fact and start blaming things because there's a lot more things that happen in this guy's life than I'm not going to yeah. give credit for. So that's that's pretty much it. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Next topic. <laughs> anyway, I'll delight it. Anyway. <laughs> so this one's mine. Okay. 21 male and my grieving best friend, 21 male, dot, dot, dot. Ooh. Ooh. So. I think I see where this is going already. Me and my grieving best friend, so both 21 males, mm-hmm. engaged in unwanted physical intimacy. Yep. Already knew <laughs> Throw away account because obvious. My best friend of four years. What's will... their name? What's their Reddit name? Throw away um, account. Throw13312. <laughs> I was really hoping for something a little more cheeky. <laughs> uh, my best friend of four years, we'll call him John, recently lost his mother to cancer. He was feeling as bad as you would expect. So me and another friend of his, 22 female, Emma, in... Mm-hmm. you know, yeah. went to go see him. After some discussion, we came to the conclusion that it would be best if he spent the night in the company of friends who understood him. So we went to Emma's house to hang out and that's where we would all sleep over. We hung out for until around 4 a.m. and then decided it was time to go to bed. Seeing as he would have to wake up early uh, and go to the funeral in the morning, we decided to go to bed at 4 a.m. Okay. Um There were three bedrooms. However, he had been craving physical touch all day, which we happily obliged but went no further than hugging and hand-holding. Already it's kind of giving me creepy vibes. Yeah, man. Um, And he asked for one of us to sleep in the same bed as him. Emma asked me to do it since she really needs sleep as she would be the one driving in the morning. Uh, So I slept with him. No trouble there. However, he asked me to hold his hand, which I did. But he kept getting... Excuse my laptop. Good morning. (laughs) Um, And welcome to Topical (laughs) Park. However, he asked me to hold his hand, which I did. But he kept getting closer and holding my hand tighter. So I realized he might have wanted something more intimate. I asked him if he wanted me to hold him and he said yes. So basically, I half spooned him in brackets. I hugged him from behind but kept my body as much distance as possible. This was the most I was comfortable with doing and I didn't want to get any closer or to face him. However, during the course of the night, he kept switching positions and getting closer, hugging me harder, facing me, putting... (laughs) 
putting himself partly on top of me. To the point where I started to feel incredibly uncomfortable and even started hyperventilating. To the point where we then talked about the first thing that popped up. (laughs) What the fuck? Hey, man. Back the fuck up. Mourn. Wait, there's more. Don't. (laughs) So um, I got incredibly comfortable even to the point where I started hyperventilating. But I tried not to make any noise. Keep in mind, his friend is grieving severely for his mother. Yeah, but uh, dude, there's a there's a limit where that is okay. Yeah, exactly. you know, that especially they're both straight. Well, okay. I'll read on. Let me continue. All I wanted to do was cry and push him away, but I felt like I would what I was doing would be what I would do would be extremely painful for him, as he was grieving and really seemed to need it. The night was hell. I hated all of it. I didn't sleep at all. I felt like I was being used. However, I also didn't tell him to stop or push him away. When the alarm rang, I just got up and left for the bathroom to wash myself. I felt so disgusting. I don't really want to see him or be part of his grieving process anymore, but I also feel responsible in a way. I don't think he meant to do this to me, but I feel really used. Like my boundaries exceeded and... Like my boundaries were exceeded and I had no way to tell him no due to the fact that he was current, due to what he was currently facing. My question is, should I try and distance, distance myself and cut myself out of his grieving process and should I bring this up to him or just let it go? I should also add I am straight and but I don't really have a problem with being somewhat close with other guy friends. I am quite affectionate. I have a girlfriend and she is really the only person I feel comfortable with cuddling or getting physically intimate and vulnerable with. He is gay, but I don't really feel like oh. this is relevant <sighs> since oh this interaction God. didn't what really have mean? any sexual character. But like, okay, now, yeah, fair. Now, okay. now, let's flip the script. <laughs> let's 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 flip this a little bit. So, that guy who is grieving is a twenty-one-year-old straight male. And the person he is sleeping next to is a 21-year-old straight female. Put that into perspective. Now, that is classified as sexual harassment or abuse. Mm -hmm. Mm. That shouldn't change based on gender Mm -hmm. or preference or bias or anything. That dude, regardless of whatever's happening in his life, Maybe a controversial take, but to me, he sexually abused his friend. Yeah. In that situation. I agree. Yeah. Because that is emotional manipulation, Mm. sexual abuse, and unconsented, like physical interaction. Physical interaction. It was quite it's quite intimate to share a bed with someone, first of all, regardless of how close and intimate you are on a regular basis. But to be expecting cuddles and holding hands constantly, it's like, yeah, switch it any way possible. If it was a child, if it was a woman, like it's assault. It is. Yeah. Because sexual abuse, uh, I, I believe, is also verbal as well. Like you can verbally sexually abuse someone. Yeah. So absolutely that ticks all the boxes of a like serious encounter with someone that shouldn't be taken lightly. Regardless yeah. of whatever emotional strings may be pulling them in those decisions, you know, um, wow, yeah. that's really and heavy. The, com- the comments are really torn. There are some people saying like, 
Help your friend out, jack him off. Well, what the fuck? <laughs> no, no. There are friends. There are people saying like, at the end of the day, he's your friend, and you should be there for him emotionally, nope. whatever. And then there are other people who are saying like, no, that is assault. Like, you know, the fact that he is gay is relevant because he said it's irrelevant. That's yeah, it. That is relevant. It is relevant. It is relevant. It could open up a stream of emotions from a one-sided perspective. Exactly. So, um, yeah, I don't know. What would you guys do in that situation? That's what I'm like more curious. To know. Look, dude. All right, sleepovers. Not many rooms. Uh, dude, I've slept next to my guy friends before. Whether it's head to toe, whether it's side by side. Dude, I'm going to spoon my boys. <laughs> it's fine. Because I'm not fucking pressing hard meat into their backs, you know? Mm. Sometimes it's just, you know, for a joke. Sometimes it's for a laugh. Sometimes it's fucking cold. Bro, I don't care. Let's go back to back. I'm cold as fuck. We're at a sleepover where there's two bedrooms in this house and there's four dudes here. Yeah. No homo, but <laughs> we got to share a bed. I'm not sleeping on the floor. Are you kidding me? I'm not homeless. Mm. Now, gay friends, if I had to sleep in a bed next to my gay friend, of course, totally fine. I'm not expecting anything to happen from that night because he's my friend. He knows my preference. I know his. I'm aware of it. Totally fine. Mm. If that very understood alignment gets breached, there is a serious conversation that happens at any point in the morning, no matter how tired or awake I am. Mm. And also, regardless of the emotional state of my friend. But then again, I have a strong constitution when it comes to stuff like that. If something discomforts me, if something is out of what I agree with, and it's been like that since high school, mm -hmm. I'll voice it. Mm. Regardless of how much hate I'll get for it or regardless of how people will perceive it. You need to it, have that communication. You have it is wrong. It is not your preference. And you should be able to voice that without having to worry about people's feelings getting hurt because usually it's going to happen anyway. Mm. What would you do, Russ? Uh, in this scenario, it's, it's I, I think just going back to at the end of that, it's just what, what was the question he actually asked like for the advice the, towards the end? Um, Something about, should like, he like cut off his friend and all the rest yeah, of it? Yeah, so… Grieving he, I think there's a lot more… I think I, I'm, I'm, I'm moving to the next part of this guy's question. That clearly this is not something you ignore or sweep Absolutely. up to the right. Oh no, he needs, then, to, have then, needs to have a conversation. Yeah. Because it sounds like it's just more like cut off the grieving process and see you next month. Like, which is clearly not going to be good for them. Regardless whatever it is, I think it's really important that they, that this is not something that just gets sweeped under the rug. So, yeah. In a very messed up way, you have transferred your suffering to someone else in a different form, but you haven't made things better mm. by getting what you wanted out of someone. Yeah, I think regardless of where this guy is at in his grieving process, like this, the OP, the writer of this, he needs to say, like, I understand you're going through a tough time, but like what happened that night was not cool. Yeah. You breached my personal boundaries. I feel like I should be cutting you off because you've made me ex extremely uncomfortable. Um, and I think he's probably hasn't come to terms with the fact that this is sexual assault. But he needs to be open and transparent because this could switch. He could say nothing, cut this person off, and then that person turns bitter and says, oh, well, I must have flicked his gaydar and he's just not willing to accept the fact that he's gay, you know, because of what happened. But like with all these things being said, and if anyone has differing opinions, just remember that we're coming from, well, I'm at least coming from a place of if the script was flipped mm. and it was two straight people of different sexes, this would go a very different route and it would have a very different point of view. Mm -hmm. I don't think it should. I think the way you treat 
uh, a straight, straight male, female thing should be a very similar way you should treat it mm. the other way. Yeah. Of course, there's going to be different biases because it's a different situation, of course, but it is as serious mm. and it is as fucked up. Um, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. That is heavy. Yes. That is a very heavy situation for him, but also a hypothetical to think about. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Is it my go or is it uh, your go? Yeah. Do we want to make this one the last one? We can. It'll be your yeah, go. Yeah, it'll be my go. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, how about I grab – oh, it's the last two, is it? Oh, fuck yeah. Well, we, let's just fight through them. Uh, okay. If money wasn't an issue, what would you be doing? Your answer, we check Reddit. If money wasn't an issue uh, – oh, no, it's three. Oh, my God. Okay. Yeah. We will make this the last one. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Um, Lighthearted my, one. My answer, if money wasn't an issue, I would – man, that's re- – like because it is. <laughs> Money's an issue. Yeah. Right? Um, yeah. Do you want me to read? Do you want me to read the top please, comment? Please do, so I can. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I have a pretty detailed plan for this, even though it's unlikely to ever happen. I'll buy a nice old house in the countryside, modernize it, build a workshop slash art room with all my favorite medias to get creative. I would need to have at least three guest rooms. I'd build <laughs> the best Cato Cato Cadio. I think it's supposed to say patio right. that money can buy. There is a lot of uh, typos on Reddit. I yeah. Found. <laughs> oh, no. It's a Kato. Okay. I don't know what that is. All right. uh, that money can buy for my cats and would get a dog. Then I'd modernize slash renovate the barn so that my parents can move in there when they get way older. Just build another house, but totally fine. No stairs, open floor plan with a big garden for my mom to uh, look after with all her plants and the tools for the shed for my dad. I would start sure. growing my own veggies and foster abandoned animals. I donate all the money I have left over after living expenses and charities to charities. Spend my days on walks with my dog, drawing, cooking, gardening, have barbecues outside with friends and family. I like this guy's vision. Nice. I I've thought about this uh, on a couple of occasions. I would definitely create a street for sure. Create a street. Where my family, my you know the close loved ones, live on, mm-hmm. and I go, hey, you guys fucking live life however you want. I will funnel you a fucking monthly allowance that is still outrageous, um, that you will never need any more than for the rest of your life. But hey, you still get it as long as you don't bum it on alcohol and well, yeah, gambling. obviously, fucking don't you know? <laughs> I'll I'll pull there I'll pull those resources if you start buying mass heroin, right? Um, I would definitely have, uh, yeah, I would have loved ones and family and any fucking friends who would be up for the offer mm. on a, that street. A lot of these are um, very centered around family or escaping or finding somewhere like fresh to start with, like clean air, no no cities, no cars, no that's, nothing. So that's that's where I would put this particular street would be somewhere where you know you're not fucking miles away from the nearest assistance or help, mm. um, but you can still. You can still get there, but um, it it would be many rooms filled with you know I would have a one fucking hell of a studio, like Abbey Road standard studio, probably its own place on that street, its own address. Um, yeah, man, I'd have just just the best place for my kids or our kids mm. to grow up and just have all the resources possible for them to have a successful future and a good future. Um, 
So basically what you're saying is you want to build like a Neverland ranch, essentially. Uh, Let's not tie it to something. Minus all the rumors as well about Neverland. (laughs) Alleged. It's all alleged. (laughs) No, I would build a literal haven for my family. Yeah. For generations to come. The Jackson family, Havenhurst, that's their family home. Dude, again, my own, <laughs> my own thing, man. My own thing. Right? Call it, I don't know, whatever. Scott's Village. <laughs> Scott's Hurst. No, man, like, it, you know, Oak Haven. There you go. There that's you a, go. That's oh, nice. that's nice. Yeah, you have a good last name. Oh, my God, use it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I should. I should. Um, no, nah, for me, I think if money wasn't an issue, I think that's… But it doesn't mean you have infinite money. Like, if, if it wasn't an issue, doesn't matter how much, how little you need, yeah, if it wasn't true. an issue. I, I think it's it's goes without saying you do all these things for the for your loved ones. I Absolutely. think I don't need to go into too much detail because that's gonna be painting the same picture mm. as a lot of people. But I think personally, I think I just just make my dreams come true. I mean, yeah. I just literally pay everyone my, off. Yeah, like, no, hey. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was just like fund myself to actually finally create my own films or do yeah, this dude. or do that. Heck, I would even chuck some money into investment that I wouldn't have to ever worry about risk because then I just have my things are like I'm assuming this question is that you get a lump sum. So if I were to be smart about it, I would be able to literally create my entire lineage, would never have to work a day in their life. That's it. Because they would just live off my entire investments over the next thousand years. You just years buy every <laughs> possible resource. You'd buy exactly. mines that, you know, you, you know, you'd buy tangible mines you'd go fucking crazy with nfts and cryptocurrency you'd go nuts with antiques and collectibles like mm. you just you you just <laughs> if obviously money's not an issue you'd just go insane i like, think i think personally like also then like i think if you really want to like really grind it down to more of a like our level here like as we are right now i, I think it'd be very much the first thing that comes to mind i could just be like i could do i say i can do whatever i want meaning like I've always wanted to try certain things about being a speaker or this or that. Things I probably would never ever get to try unless it's through some sort of social media where two people might watch mm. me. But like, <laughs> if money wasn't an issue, you could dedicate your whole life and your resources. To, it's just, you wouldn't even have to consider thinking twice about trying something new or trying something you ever yeah. wanted. But like rest, yeah. you know, like being able to rest. Like think like think about what why we get up in the mornings when we do, right? It's to go to work. It's to make money. It's to fund our existence, right? Rest. But also, once you've done all the self-indulging things and all of the personal loved one things, like if money's not an issue, once you've done all the things that you want to do, which I would imagine would get done pretty quickly, mm. you would absolutely try to heal the fucking world. Oh, yeah. Right? yeah. That's, oh, yeah. that's you like would, probably the center of my answer. Because your thing has always been making a difference, right? Yeah. Or to yeah. make an imprint on the world in some form. Yeah. So what would I, you do? I'd love to like just create a charity or a resource for people to like who need surgeries or like life-saving. I know that there are like charities that do that and they like – but they only sponsor like one or two people a year. But to have like every week a new person who can't afford to get surgery or – need some sort of medical attention that they're not able to afford just paid off with no questions asked. And you're just like funding and just fund world it. grade surgeons. Yeah. To, yeah fuck and yeah. or like open up a clinic that's like not just, you know, medical but like holistic. So you have like um a finance supporter or a law a law like a lawyer, a doctor, a herbal medicine person, a counselor, someone who works with children, like all in the one place. So you can go to one doctor and say, 
this is my issues. And the doctor's like, oh, look, I think you probably need help in other areas too. Have you ever considered maybe getting, you know, financial help or other stuff? Because doctors just like in a nutshell look at one issue. Mm -hmm. They they try to find the root cause of what this one issue and fix that and don't worry about anything else. Be really good to have that opportunity where people can actually use medicine to also facilitate resources for other things like finances, which a lot of people struggle with. Um, mental relationship, health. mental health, mm. you know, all that If you that have stuff. like a physical disfigurement, that would do a number on, mm. you know, especially if you've gone from, you know, like these acid attack victims and stuff like that. Yeah. You know, that but not just that as well, like that. have um, like men's, women's and family health, you know, like a doctor that specializes in men, men's health like we do with women um, and have them, have those doctors also working together so that they can tr- properly treat a whole family, you know. I think... If you had, if money wasn't an issue, I'd definitely be working towards something like that, something really meaningful that can actually make a massive difference. Um, unfortunately, laws and governments don't actually allow for that to happen, but mm. who knows? Maybe one day. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Sure. Well, <laughs> that'll be that'll be the last one, unless anyone has something else to, no, to add to that. Big episode. The big episode, probably the biggest in a while. Um, yeah. I will have to cut one thing out, I believe. But other than that, we're all good. Um, yeah, this was fun. Mm. I really enjoyed uh, Reddit. This is definitely going to be one we revisit because I was afraid, much like I think all of us, we added extra questions because we thought we weren't going to get through them. Through so them yeah. we did it. Um, let us know if you liked Reddit. Mm-hmm. Um, I personally would have liked to do a few more 50-50s to get some reactions. But <laughs> yeah. Maybe in a future episode. 50-50. Jesus Christ. Yeah. We, were, we will not… And that episode, the same people we started. <laughs> Absolutely not. All right. Uh, look, guys, as always, share, like, subscribe, rate, review. Um, we now have, I think we mentioned last week, uh, YouTube. We're on YouTube now. We're on YouTube. Thanks to Anna, her hard work in not only thumbnails, but also just full episode edits uh, does not go unnoticed. So yes. thank you. So when this You're amazing. airs on podcasts, it'll air on YouTube like the next day fantastic so you um, can catch us both places. yeah you can like see us as we, you can see us grimace at some of the <laughs> fucked up stories that we just told um oh they'll be able to see our reactions on 50 <laughs> that's yeah. even better fantastic uh so yeah check us out on youtube subscribe um naturally and yeah we will see you guys next week for episode 34 bye see you guys bye